we keep hearing about the plight of the financial institutions, especially the smaller banks. In fact, I guess it was last year they were saying, oh, they're, they're all going to disappear because after Silicon Valley, nobody wants to do a business with a small bank. They all want, you know, Wells Fargo or J.P. Morgan Chase or something like that. That didn't seem to be true. Then the higher interest rates came along. And they said, well, it's going to squeeze out all the small banks because they can't afford to pay. Well, anyway, it's not working. And i tell you why it's not working. Look at Sam Susser. He's the chairman and CEO of Susser Bank. They went out to raise $20 million in December. They raised over $40 million and brought in 68 new investors. They're doing all the good. Sam Susser joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. Dave, thank you. Thanks for the opportunity and the chance to reconnect. So is that, you haven't read all these obituaries about the smaller banks? Uh, no, I, I'm uh, not believing that in the demise of the U.S. banking system. I, I uh, do think that a lot of uh, the rules and regulations have the perverse uh, impact of making a lot of customers really comfortable with the big banks, the safety of the big banks with an implicit too big to fail guarantee. But the reality is they just aren't designed to be responsive and thoughtful and fast, which is a requirement for family-led, owner-led, owner-managed businesses that are kind of mid-sized tier, the real engines of the economy where the job creation really happens. Well, and you've really and grown. It's going to be a great, great opportunity for the small, medium banks to to survive and thrive in the years ahead. Well, and get bigger. I mean, you're an example of it. I know you grew by acquisition uh, back, you know, five or six years ago, but you're in, you're in all the hotspots, Dallas, Arlington, Fort Worth, Garland, Houston, San Antonio, Austin area. Um, that's that's where the growth is right now. You're still growing. Is that what the capital's for? Is still growing? Uh, yes, Dave. We uh, made the investment, bought control of what was the legacy affiliated bank. It's been around about 64 years. It was based in Arlington. Uh, we love the culture of the team, uh, kind of a can-do spirit and high touch with their clients. Uh, the bank was about 600 and million or so in assets when we signed the LOI and we've grown it today to just right at $2.3 billion in asset size. We've done that by hiring great people and opening up new offices, as you mentioned, in each of the major metropolitan areas across the state of Texas. So you've more than tripled then, you know, since, since the acquisition. So tell me about the activity right now. Is it, where is the loan activity? It, 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 is it commercial real estate, uh, energy? Uh, you still doing home loans? Uh, our home loans, yes, we have a full mortgage operation uh, with the, the business is really designed uh, to originate mortgages and sell them into the secondary market. But we do have an appetite to hold on the balance sheet portfolio mortgages uh, when the client fit is right. And there's a real relationship between the client and the bank. That business was really the uh, one soft spot across our operation last year, the biggest soft spot. Understand. Uh, and, uh, you know, mortgage rates have more than doubled and really moved buyers to the sidelines. But I am tickled to report that in the last couple of weeks, we have seen a noticeable pickup in applications and in mortgage locks and uh, nothing like the boom, boom years of a few years ago. But uh, some, some green shoots showed up here in the mortgage side last couple of weeks. I'm very encouraged about that. 
So, so are, growth growth in our business has been more in the commercial side. Uh, at these higher interest rates, fewer CRE or commercial real estate deals pencil out. And uh, we've been able to, to develop though, a lot of growth with primarily CNI loans or commercial and industrial loans to small and mid-sized businesses, uh, kind of in that, you know, one to $15 million loan is kind of the sweet spot for us. And we do smaller and we do bigger, but that's kind of the sweet spot for Susser Bank. But, you know, that was the other warning that I started hearing, I guess, about mid-year last year when it was apparent that the Fed was going to, you know, keep ratcheting up interest rates was that this was this was the coming collapse, the, the commercial real estate, all that debt that has to be rolled over and you roll it over at higher interest rates and it wasn't done in service and you're going to have a whole lot of them hit the market. I, I haven't seen it yet. Well, I, I think that uh, there's three challenges that the banking system faced since the failure of those three big banks last March, yeah. uh, famously led by Silicon Valley. The first is uh, banks that didn't have enough liquidity on their balance sheet, too high a loan deposit ratio, not enough cash, or maybe reliant on borrowings for their liquidity. Uh, the second issue, uh, there are a number of banks that maybe didn't have a significantly high loan deposit ratio, but they were taking their money and buying bonds, and they took duration risk, long-term bonds, and the bonds fell significantly in value as rates ran up 525 basis points, the Fed's moved up. Uh, that impaired their tangible capital, and that has weakened. So those two were the big problems that really manifested themselves rapidly all at once last year. The third challenge is the one that you mentioned, and that is commercial real estate loans that were maybe done at an earlier time at low fixed rates, 4%, 5%. And as they mature, uh, they will need to reprice into whatever the current rate environment today. That's more like an 8% kind of loan. And uh, those things are maturing slowly. And so uh, there's probably four years worth of maturities that need to reprice. But it's a little bit at a time, so a little bit of a melting ice cube. And if rates don't fall significantly, I think there will be some pain and pressure points for uh both CRE developers, investors, and the banks and that, that hold the paper. So we haven't really seen it all yet, then, but it still be, could be coming. It's coming. It's coming. I think the big banks, uh, let me back and say a different way. The small, mid-sized banks do not typically hold office buildings in big central business districts. Yeah. They don't have the size to do those kinds of loans. And that's the biggest problem. For commercial real estate. There's been so much inflation in rents for apartments and for industrial, those two big sectors of the CRE market, that I think there will be problems there, but they're going to be fewer. Obviously, it's the big office buildings that are going to be the, the really big problem for people to work through. Unfortunately, I don't think much of that will be in the, the banks that are under $10 billion in asset size. Well, you, you really you develop relationships with your with your clients and with the borrowers. So you talk to them maybe more than some of the big guys do. So what's the temperament out there? There's there's always a lot of uncertainty, but there's just a lot of uncertainty right now. I mean, they're bringing back the supply chain or you don't know what's going to happen with interest rates. Politics come into this. Are they confident enough to go out and borrow money and expand and grow? 
Dave, we got that really favorable print on CPI about eight or 10 weeks ago. Right. And with that, the tone at the Fed changed and, and the market became convinced that the Fed was not going to raise rates any further and the next move would be down. Rates have not come down since then. Fed hasn't taken action down. But we saw a real change in the marketplace and the amount of inquiry coming into our bankers across the state of Texas picked up markedly with that big drop in inflation that occurred a couple months ago. I think what's going on is that business owners, investors uh, were on the sidelines a little bit because rates were high, but also because the, the their best guess was rates would keep going up. And so they just weren't going to take on additional risk at this time. But now that most people are of a view that rates have peaked for now, the short-term end of the curve has peaked and will probably be lower a year from now. I wouldn't say it's a crazy amount of activity, but we had strong closings the last week of December. We've had a really good start to the new year in January with closings. And the pipeline looks pretty good when we look out the next six weeks. Yeah, it's good to hear the optimism because that can become sort of self-fulfilling in a very positive sense. Anyway, well, look, congratulations on that great round of funding. We're going to watch with great interest what you do with it and and, uh, as you keep growing Susser Bank. And we'll check back if we may. Thanks a lot, Dave. Always good to catch up. Thanks a lot. Sam Susser is the chairman and CEO of Susser Bank. For more of our conversation, go to krld.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.